Hello and welcome to 3Ps in a Pod, brought to you by the team behind P3 Bulletin and Partnerships Bulletin. I'm the editor, Paul Jarvis, and this episode is sponsored by energy solutions company, Engie. Deputy editor Jonathan Davis takes a deep dive into the US healthcare sector and the opportunities it presents. He's speaking to Maribel Adidan, Director of Business Development for Major Partnerships at Engie. Well, great to have you on the show, Maribel. Welcome to Three Peas in a Pod. Great to be here. Thank you. Now, we're going to be doing a deep dive into the healthcare utilities P3 sector, which will probably be new to a few people. We have seen the energy space with P3s being done in other sectors. So before we kind of drill down, would you like to just detail a little bit of the work that you've been doing in energy P3s as a whole and your background before we jump in? Sure. Well, my name is Maribel Adidan. I've been part of the energy industry for the last 20 years and have spent the last two years here at NG. I'm the Director of Business Development for Commercial and Industrial and Healthcare and have really been working with customers to help them achieve all sorts of energy systems goals, whether it's to optimize, expand, decarbonize, monetize, and have been doing that by looking at P3 or P3-like partnerships. It's really a helpful tool to help achieve those kinds of goals. And as you probably know at NG, we've been quite successful at doing that. A little bit about NG, we're a $75 billion global energy services and solutions company. And we're really focused on um, driving the energy transition, helping customers achieve performance and efficiency goals through integrated solutions. And, you know, NG has been operating in North America for over 50 years. We are an established leader in the campus energy model, really through our investment in the Ohio State University P3 partnership in 2017. At Ohio State University, we manage all of the university's utilities, power, steam, chilled water. We're also building a new combined heat and power plant, and we're doing all this through a 50-year concession agreement. We've since expanded those types of P3 partnerships to other campuses like University of Iowa and Georgetown University. And as we continue to explore other partnerships, other segments, we're really able to carry forward the lessons learned, not only from the previous transaction, but also from now operating within that construct for you know six years now. In my current role at NG, I have been actively exploring the applicability of an energy-focused P3 partnership to other sectors like healthcare. And it it really just seems like a very nice fit and transferability of of all the benefits of P3. Yeah, well, I think you touched on a few kind of elements there. It's like, And the higher ed element, I think, is what most listeners will be used to. But in terms of that applicability, it's a different kettle of fish in terms of the reliability that's needed for a hospital. The lights obviously have to be on in a student halls, but it's different when you're running a hospital. So how do P3s cope with that extra reliability demand on that infrastructure? Yeah, and you know, that that is the number one thing that we hear from the healthcare providers and organizations that we talk to. They're so worried about turning over the management and operation of their utilities to a third party because 
absolutely no downtime is acceptable at any point, right? People's lives are at stake, patient care. But, you know, for us, that is our core business. We're accustomed to delivering on that reliability. We service other critical care facilities. You know, we service data centers, we service communities and other hospital systems. And what we bring to the table and and I think can effectively be accomplished through a P3 construct is just that transfer of risk and we're contractually bound to deliver on some of those performance So, you know, we've been operating for decades under constructs like this, where reliability is key. When we have people on the ground, we're really able to deliver that reliability, that resiliency. We have numerous examples where we've been able to maintain over 99.99% of availability for 24-7, 365 days a year operations the utility system. Fantastic. So when we're talking about the healthcare sector, you've detailed a couple of the benefits there that might come from a P3. The obviously alternative is managing the utilities internally. Can you weigh up those benefits against each other? Sure. So when you're able to outsource this function to a third party, the segments that we think are really good candidates for an energy focused P3 are the ones where, you know, energy is super critical to the operations, but it's not a part of the operations, right? So if you're in an academic campus, you, you know, run research centers, teach students, that kind of thing. At a hospital, it's to care for patients and save lives. So, Energy is critical, but it's not the core business. So in that instance, when you're able to outsource that function, then you have somebody who's 100% of their job is to focus on making sure that system, we're going to have people on the ground, just making sure that you're thinking about what can happen three months down the road, two years down the road, checking the system constantly. And just making sure you're planning for unforeseen events, but also making sure that everything's ticking and tying every hour. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's a long list. So when you're talking to healthcare organizations at the moment, are you seeing much interest out there in the market? Are a lot of systems looking at this sort of agreement? Yeah, we've seen sharp price and inquiries over the last year, I would say, because, you know, that that is one thing that I've been focused on since I've gotten here. And, and I think the conversation has really turned in a number of ways, especially over the past year. And, you know, the nice thing about an energy-focused P3, or I think I said something like P3-like earlier, is that, you know, it serves a lot of purposes, right? So we're hearing from a lot of healthcare systems that have a mounting deferred maintenance backlog. So it's not that they don't have the money, it's just putting the resources to running all those projects, so that's why, you know, they're, they're exploring, you know, partnering with an energy services provider to do that. Sometimes there's an expansion involved. They're growing the campus. They need to build another hospital. So additional energy infrastructure is needed. So they want to make sure it's done in a cost-effective way and perhaps in an optimized way. And we're also seeing it more for sustainability reasons. You know, there's a number of hospitals that have signed on to a climate pledge 
for net zero 2050. But there's also separate local governments that are now imposing those kinds of targets non-discriminatorily to the region, right? We know Boston, we have a, a district energy health system there. By 2025, they're going to start charging buildings a little bit of a carbon tax, try to accelerate emissions reductions in the city. Let's delve into that a little bit, because that's where I think universities have really used this energy model in, in providing quite a turnkey way of hitting their target. So is it applicable in the same way to healthcare? And what should people be thinking about with sustainability in mind with these P3 agreements? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think they can be tailored for you know, to help achieve whatever the, the energy goal is. Right. Sometimes it's increasing efficiency. Sometimes it is meeting an out there net zero target. And, you know, people feel whether it's net zero 2030, net zero 2050, that's pretty far away. But it, t- it takes a lot of planning to get the right projects, the right resources in the region to to achieve those goals. So ultimately, a, a central utility plant or a district energy system in a in a university campus the infrastructure involved is not too different from what you would see in a healthcare campus. So we could certainly transfer all of those those elements of a contract. Yeah. And in terms of the structure, I guess one of the basic questions that many people will be asking is these entities are private sector in terms of the health system rather than public. So you count in these as P3s? Is it just the fact that the same the same can be said for higher ed, I guess, a lot of the time. So is it just the same lessons apply? How do you navigate that? Yeah, that's interesting that you bring that up because we are seeing a lot more private, private, but they're still dubbed as P3s, right? It's this whole idea of allowing for project finance, for third-party investment, and for outsourcing of a function. I think those are the elements that make it P3-like. But for example, I know that our NG's Georgetown University agreement is often highlighted as a P3 agreement, and Georgetown University is a private university, but it, it was very similar in nature to our Ohio State University agreement. A lot of the same elements, the responsibility, I think the term was different, 35 versus 50 years, but you know, sustainability goals associated with the contract, as well as performance metrics that we need to meet. Yeah, fantastic. So I'm sure we're going to have lots of healthcare systems listening to this now thinking, what what do I need to do to try and help me start one of these projects or, you know, to achieve their sustainability goals, which you said can be a real benefit to. So what should they be thinking about? I think first and foremost is just being clear. I think having a lot of conversations, right? I'm always I'm always going to plug NG, talk to us, but also, you know, talk to other energy providers, see what they're offering, talk to, you know, there's a lot of consultants that, you know, whether it be lawyers or just other types of consultants, financial advisors that, you know, will have these kind of education sessions, educational conversations, just to really understand what you're looking for and the realm of possibilities, because there's a lot. I think that can help you hone in on, I think you will be most successful if you know going in what you're trying to accomplish, and then just be informed about 
what's possible and what's not. So, so that's what I would advise, you know, have a lot of those early conversations, try to hone in on the goals you're really trying to accomplish. And then I think it'll make for a more successful outcome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you know the goals that you're trying to get to, particularly with sustainability, that can be absolutely critical in just even having that first conversation though, right? And we hear often about performance guarantees, whether that is sustainability or DEI aspects. So how important is that? And you know, how do authorities go about kind of shaping their performance goals ahead of these sort of agreements? So I think, you know, a lot of the performance indicators we see besides availability, and we have contracts now, even outside of the healthcare space, where the performance indicator that we're contractually bound to is 100%. I mean, no downtime is acceptable for for any of the utilities. We also usually see performance indicators around outage events, unplanned outage events around, and sometimes it's down to hours or minutes for what maintenance can be performed when. And safety, you know, safety is a big one that ties very closely into those performance and sustainability metrics. So, So we see those all of the time. So we obviously spent some time talking about sustainability and a little bit about getting infrastructure bill. What about the benefits in terms of managing a portfolio or the estate? Because some of these systems can have tens of major hospitals and that comes with challenges in itself. Right, right. And we're actually talking to a healthcare system now that has about 20 hospitals across the nation. And, you know, they're interested in sustainability. They'd, they've done a few solar projects. They'd, they'd like to be more sustainable, but they don't have internally or externally mandated targets, their focus is on cost. You know, they want to know if looking at their whole portfolio, which is I think across like five states or so, if if looking at their portfolio, there could be some some savings from making the systems more efficient or optimizing them and also just cost stability. That's typically something that will come with this type of arrangement. We aim for cost savings, but if anything, you will get cost stability, cost predictability, which is also valuable, especially with the past few years we've had in the market. Absolutely. So thinking back over our conversation, we've touched upon a few of the different elements where P3s can be transplanted or some of the less the structures of P3s can be used. But in terms of what you've been doing in the healthcare sector in this space, maybe in operation and maintenance and things. What have you been working on that's kind of closest to this and and what lessons have you learned from that? So most of our university P3s have a hospital that are a part of the campus. So, you know, health systems can be affiliated with the university, but not ones that are integrated into the campus. That's where my focus is. So it's been interesting to hear the differences between even in the stakeholders, right? And the the decision makers with those hospitals that are integrated into a campus and those that are more independent. Um, But I was also going to say, we currently own and operate the Longwood Medical Center in Boston. And it serves six hospitals like right in the center of Boston. That was an acquisition. We do provide chilled water, steam, electricity. They're at 100% availability. There is not currently like a contractual mechanism for exploring sustainability like we've seen with some of our other P3 deals. 
and with some of the city regulations that are coming down, that is something that we've been exploring. So we've definitely learned you can't plan for everything and prevent for anything, but we've learned some, even having some contractual optionality that is for the benefit of both parties can be helpful in in the unpredictability of the future. So I would say that's one that's pretty close. Other than that, I, I think it's just some of the advanced discussions that we're having now, but nothing nothing that I can speak to publicly. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so it feels like it's a sector that's ready to really start. And we have seen over the last couple of years, authorities in sectors that haven't done traditional P3s before branching out. So I'm thinking about some of the schools projects that we've seen in the United States. So as we kind of round off this discussion, and I've already asked a similar question, but just a piece of advice that you might give in terms of maybe like the skills that somebody might need to develop if they were a hospital system, thinking about going down this kind of alternative delivery route, what's another thing that they might just want to be thinking about? So, I mean, I still think that the best piece of advice is to, you know, have a lot of conversations with companies who've done this before, not just energy providers, but advisors, right? Because what was applicable five years ago is not applicable today. If you talk to somebody like a financial advisor or energy company should know too, we're going to know what's changing in the in the financial markets, right? We haven't talked much about asset monetization, which was big with the universities. I've seen that trend kind of go down. And I think it has to do a lot with what's what's been happening in the financial markets. So I, I just do think that, you know, the best thing you can do is know that this is a long process, right? These transactions are complex. So the more upfront work that you can do, I think the more seamless the process will be. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Mamba. It was great to kind of just get that introduction to a new sector. And I hope to see some more successful projects coming down the line soon. Thank you very much. Thank you.